India is a big deal. Massive in its growth rate. The really interesting place to look at is India. How does that feel to like represent India? Fucking cool. It's crazy. Hey guys, it's Sejal. Welcome to another vlog. I saw myself being a performer, acting or music or, you know, just having my own thing on my channel. My bet played out quite successfully, I would say. Today on The Colin and Samir Show, we're talking to an Indian creator named Sejal Kumar. Sejal is a YouTuber from New Delhi who started her channel in 2014, making lifestyle and fashion videos. And now she has over 1.3 million subscribers and over 200 million views on her channel. Sejal has her own fashion line, she's released her own original music, and she's even acted in a Netflix original. Now, one thing that I found really interesting is that Sejal helped her mom, who's a gynecologist in India, start a YouTube channel and gain a following of over 200,000 people. It's pretty incredible. She's also like a YouTube consultant. I think what's amazing, and you'll hear about this in our conversation, but she's willing to talk about things that generally aren't talked about in India on the mainstream media, using her own distribution to share her thoughts on what have been kind of taboo topics in India. And this is a topic that we've covered on the channel before and a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. I've been traveling to India since I was a little kid and most recently went to India in 2019 and hung out with a bunch of creators there. There are 1.3 billion people in India and YouTube put out a stat that said 94% of those people have used YouTube to learn a new skill. And it makes up roughly 10% of YouTube's global viewership. And that makes it the second largest global audience after the US. That's a lot of people using YouTube. So today on the show, we're talking to Sejal about how YouTube and the creator economy is developing in India. So like we mentioned, Sejal is from New Delhi, India. And I actually went there at the end of 2019 and did a ton of filming. But this shot that you're looking at, that's not a shot that I took. It's a shot from the sponsor of today's video, Storyblocks. Storyblocks has everything you need to tell a story, from footage to audio to even After Effects templates. You can literally make an entire video from just the content you find on Storyblocks. Colin, give me a random word. Caterpillar. Look at that. You can find a variety of Caterpillar shots on Storyblocks. Whether you're a creator looking for more tools to make your videos or a company looking to create content with their flexible subscriptions, you can find a plan that works for you. If you've been watching this channel for a while, you know that Storyblocks has been supporting us since the beginning. They are our longest running sponsor and we really appreciate that. But we were also customers of Storyblocks before they sponsored our channel. The first time we used Storyblocks, we were making an ad and we really needed footage of a jet plane and a cheetah. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly what we needed and we found it on Storyblocks. So whatever you need. Truly, whatever you need, Storyblocks will have it. Now, one more note, when we last talked to Storyblocks, they told us about their new initiative, which is called Restock. They want to solve the problem that stock footage lacks diversity. So they've committed to increasing representation across their library. So we really appreciate that Storyblocks not only is supporting creators like us, but is also doing their part to make sure that our content looks as diverse as the world that we live in. So make sure to go to storyblocks.com slash Colin and Samir. You can get started with Storyblocks today. All right, now for our interview with Sejal Kumar. Why don't we start with you just introducing yourself? Who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> this is the hardest question to answer. Um, I usually just freak out and I'm just like, I work at Ernst & Young to people who don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so often, but um, yeah, I'm a content creator. I'm from India and how I brand myself is to, you know, not put me in a box. That's literally my Instagram bio as well. I started out creating fashion and lifestyle videos, but I sort of branched out into music, starting with covers. I also act and do vlogs and I also like to talk about things I believe in and issues I support. 
and the newest thing that I'm doing is I've also gotten my mom to start a YouTube channel. She's a gynecologist, so working on that. And yeah, it's just that being super creative on the internet. Since I was a little kid, I've been going to India, you know, almost once a year at least. And what that's done for me is it's really interesting because I get these snapshots of like where India is. And so watching India change over the past 20 years has been really fascinating because essentially when I was going to India, I had my life in LA and I had my life in India and they were not connected at all. I listened to different music in India. I watched different movies. I had different jokes. I ate different food. Everything was different in India. Everything was different in LA. And over the past 25 years, those worlds have merged to a point where whatever's happening in LA, by the time I land in India, it's the same conversation. And that's one of the most surprising things that I've ever experienced. Like I can talk about pop culture that actually has now kind of become global pop culture because of social. Yeah, we can both talk about Logan Paul. I know what he's up to. (laughs) Right, and and Mr. Beast. And like, we can Mm -hmm. all talk about, and when I was there at the end of 2019, I also was meeting people who were watching our content. Yeah. So I was, I was randomly at, you know, a restaurant and, and someone came up and said, I watch your channel. And I was like, what, this is crazy now that these worlds have, have merged. And even more so India is actually, you know, in terms of YouTube audience, it makes up almost 10% of the audience of YouTube as a whole. So I guess my question is to you, like, as you grew up in India, did you always want to be in entertainment or was the emergence of social media the, the era when you were like, this is my opportunity um, to get into entertainment? Wow. It, it's so interesting to hear your perspective, firstly, on how different it is. Um, and I completely hear you. Every, everything is, you know, sort of becoming the same now. And mm-hmm. even for me, I can relate with people much easily. Um, when I come here, it's not, it's not as difficult anymore. Right. For me personally, I grew up wanting to be an actress. You know, like every kid's dream, I wanted to be in movies and I always was into dancing and music and acting when I was in school and that was always like my shy dream. Never did a lot to pursue it. But as I started to grow up when I was in college, I used to, you know, try to do different auditions and, you know, stuff that you'd find on Facebook. I also loved, surprisingly, um, editing and just the art of like making videos. I remember as a kid, um, you know, those old like handy cams you have. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had bought one and I used to be obsessed with making home videos. And I used to make videos of my brother doing like slam dunks and editing it. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of that um, hobby. But as I grew up, uh, it made a lot more sense to me. I was really interested interested in like putting out a story with all of these creative elements together. So that was my dream. And I tried to pursue it in whatever way I could. My parents are super conventional. Like my dad's uh, an army man, uh, engineer, and my mom's a doctor. So they were really afraid of this whole like entertainment idea. My brother's an investment banker. So super far away from everything they're doing. But I tried to look up auditions and whatever I could do on Facebook, you know, and would go for these random gigs without telling my parents. And because I knew if I I work hard to pursue my dream, like they might be okay with letting me do it. And I just got through, I went to a good college and blah, blah, blah. And that's when I sort of started viewing um, other people's YouTube channels. I used to watch Bethany Mota, an American creator. She was the one creator who really inspired me. I remember she got a clothing line with Aeropostale back in the day, in 2014, I think. And that really inspired me because I was always inspired by the idea of like, 
making it big on your own terms because i used to get rejected so often at yeah. auditions i was mm-hmm. like this is so stupid putting my destiny in someone else's hands um it was really cool to see how she made everything on her own in her own time own space nobody to reject her uh, except for like viewers which i realize now but that was really fascinating to me and also how she put out all her talent you know like i remember she used to sing she had her fashion thing going on i'm curious i mean you talked first about wanting to become an actor and that's a huge leap of faith but there is a very established industry if you are lucky enough talented enough to like get into that world but youtube at the time that you started which was 2014 right oh yeah, uh, 2015 yeah well my first video is 7th september 2014 so technically i guess mm. so if you're thinking about youtube from a career standpoint at that time it's even like a, a bigger leap of faith because the roadmaps are not as established. I'd be curious to know, like, were you thinking about YouTube potentially as a career, considering you're looking at, you know, like Bethany Moda, uh, and what did your parents and maybe friends think about that new interest of yours and new hobby of yours on YouTube? Well, uh, I'm a very ambitious girl. I didn't think of it as something I'm gonna put on my resume to get into a MBA college. I knew it was gonna be my thing and I knew it's gonna blow up in India and how, and my bet, played out quite successfully, I would say, because three years after I started, like everything blew up in India. And I'm really happy that I stuck with my gut. Mm. When I started, it was pretty terrible for me because as you know, no, no one really gets this field. And at that time, there were only very few people who had a channel at that point, I guess just like 10 or 15 creators who were doing it full time. So people didn't even know that you get a channel free with a Gmail account, you mm. know? So. Mm. I had to explain people that, hey, you know, that's how you can subscribe to my channel. So people used to get really confused by that um, and make fun of me and like talk be- talk about me behind my back. But I don't know, somehow that didn't demotivate me because I always saw the big picture. I saw myself being a performer, possibly branch out into doing other things like uh, acting or music or, you know, just having my own thing on my channel, being an entrepreneur. So I always kept that dream really strong and alive. So in 2014, just as a note, what you mentioned, there was only a couple of people doing it, but to give everyone a reference point, in 2014 in India, there was only 16 channels that had a million subscribers. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. So you were That's right around cool. like there's only a couple people doing it full time, but yeah, there were yeah. 16 channels. How did you plug into like the broader ecosystem of YouTube um, in India at that time? And what did that look like? I have to thank the management at YouTube for doing that because they were kind enough to invite me to all of these events. I guess being the first few in the like lifestyle and fashion category also. So I was lucky enough to be invited to all of these events and everyone, the OGs uh, or everyone who started together, we're all still really tight and I respect all of them equally because we're all kids who started out together who are you know like navigating bigger things now bigger challenges working with bigger brands and a lot of them have their own companies and stuff like that so that's really interesting uh at that time we were just trying to figure out okay how should we collab and now we're figuring Mm -hmm. out oh my god how should we like do this contract you know (laughs) so it's really interesting um there is no culture of like gossiping or like drama really in India. I think everyone's just really supportive of each other because we understand each other's struggles, at least so far. And I'm really grateful for the community. They're all like really down to earth and humble and chill, like great people, you know? And what about like the community of your audience? When did that start to to form? And like, could you start to feel that your audience was turning from viewers into community? Mm. 
sort of like right before I hit a hundred k subscribers, um, it took me like two years to hit a hundred k. But then from hundred k to two hundred k, it took me just another month after that. And that's when I was kind of hit by too many people, and I felt a little afraid as well. Mm. That's when a lot of hate started coming in as well. You know, people kind of criticize you for every small thing you do. Um, so I felt a little afraid by that, but then I also felt like now there are people who get me. A lot of people have been watching me for years. You know, they keep writing in the comments that hey, Skeeter, I've been watching you for like four years or five years or whatever, and it feels like I've grown up with you. And I really value that about the community that I've built because once someone's in, they kind of just stay. So I guess that's when I started experiencing that. I had no idea that mm. they're gonna stay, but it was a good feeling. So when you're at that point, when you have around 200,000 subscribers, are you making a living providing for yourself at a full-time capacity as a YouTube creator? Well, luckily for me, I was already making good money when I even had 10,000 subscribers. I'm very, mm. very, very lucky. I don't know how that happened, but I guess being in the fashion and lifestyle space and being able to do brand deals with uh, brands across the board, whether it's like apparel brands or beauty brands, skincare, or even tech, to some extent, I was able to make a decent amount of money, similar to what you would get if you're working at any job, like um, like a corporate job, uh, straight mm -hmm. out of college, whatever you would get. So I was happy with that. I uh, was able to you know, run my expenses, etc. And it kept growing steadily. I wouldn't say I would, I had um, a really high drastic increase in my income, like one month to the next. It's been growing steadily, similar to my subscribers. It's in, in my um, vertical, I guess, like the rise is always like that. So who was, who was making those deals at the time? Like who was bringing you those brand deals? You were, mm -hmm. and just people were emailing you. Yes. <laughs> saying like, hey, we want to do an integration and you would just come yeah. up with how much does it cost or was yeah. there and got it. We we sort of like discussed it. I spoke to my creative friends, etc., and I asked everybody. Everyone was kind of sharing with each other what they charged. And I also looked up YouTube videos yeah. of mm. people sort of discussing how much they charge or how they structure it. So I based it off of that. And um, I managed myself for the longest time, done everything myself for the longest time. So it also helped me like learn a bunch of different skills, how I should be like talking to brands, mm. branding myself, doing accounts at the same time, learning how to make videos properly, edit everything. Wow. Were there any early experiences that you even got invited to or something like that, that really got you excited about what you were doing on YouTube? Actually, 2017, 18 were like super like huge life changing. I got invited to this. I got invited to go to VidCon actually. So mm, mm. They, VidCon India or VidCon US? Australia. Oh, Australia. Oh, okay. Very um, cool. So they they get, they got like creators from different countries to come together. Um, and YouTube hosts like this educational sort of like conference for them over three days. So they picked like four creators from India to go. And it was really cool to be a part of those four creators. Cool. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Uh, and to get to go there and meet the top creators of all the other countries is insane because you're like in a way representing your country. And that same year when Barack Obama came to India, I got invited to his town hall as well. So wow, that was cool. really insane through That's YouTube. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool because it's nice to just be appreciated mm -hmm. um, by the platform. Yeah, how does that feel to like represent India. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. It just, it's like, I never thought I would represent anything on an international level. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I never thought of myself ever doing that. It feels really cool. 
what is the perception of young people, in your opinion, of the career of being a YouTuber? The young people in India right now, do they want to become YouTubers or is it not yet a career that's desired? Yeah, a lot of them do. A lot of like parents reach out to me to counsel their kids. Even in my building, like somebody will catch hold of me and be like, I have seen your videos. Like, can you talk to my kid? I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so that happens to me a lot now. I take it as a compliment, you know, at least I don't think I'm crazy. So that's totally. That's like uh, a lot of value being placed on a creative career, which is really, yeah. really cool. So it was almost like inevitable that YouTube was going to take off in India, primarily because the entertainment industry is massive there, of course the access to content. I mean, my dad uses YouTube to listen to songs morning to night, right? He's listening to music morning to night on YouTube. He's watching uh, clips. He's like, he, he loves consuming YouTube content. And even when I've been in India, like that's, people are mostly, or in the early days, people were mostly listening to music uh, yeah. through YouTube. What surprised me is the rise of vlogging and people like yourself in India, primarily because I think the entertainment industry in India, you know, we were kind of brought up with these like, fantasy worlds through Bollywood. Nothing was actually that close to reality, but vlogging is like the most close to reality. Do you think there was an appetite for like, here's Bollywood over here, but I want to see the opposite of that. I want to see someone real living out a real life in India. I guess so. Yeah, that's what people say. Like we can relate to you. And this mm. is what our life also sort of looks like. Uh, obviously we're growing and like we have access to a bunch of different things and everyone's trying to get successful but the fact is like we don't have we don't have dialogues firstly and like we say it like it is yeah we're just being normal genuine people with real emotions there's no extra like frills over anything sure. so i guess people like to see things that make sense to them it's relatable are there topics that traditionally the mainstream media in india wouldn't cover that you're more willing to cover or YouTube creators are more willing to cover? Yeah, for sure. You know, there was always this thing. I never heard a celebrity talk about their sex life ever. Yeah. And I feel like, why? <laughs> why not? You know, um, or even like the videos on my mom, like which mom and daughter duo would you see in India like talking about contraceptives? Even when I was doing that video with her, I wanted to shoot myself <laughs> uh, because it's so awkward. And yeah. she she's a gynecologist, I get it. But you know, uh, it was so weird. But when I did the video, I was like, hey, this, is, this should be okay. Why is it not? Yeah. And I've seen so many more videos um, like that also come up either before or after my video. So it's great to be a part of that conversation, you know, and just talk about really awkward things just to make other people more comfortable. And that, that level of authenticity brings your community like so much closer, right? That like yeah. you're willing to put yourself out there and have that awkward conversation yeah. filmed and shared with everyone. I know. I think it's also fun to see like a lot of people are also like, you look so awkward. This is fun. Right. But that's yeah. real, right? Like it's, yeah. it's real. I think even when I watch, or when I was a kid, I watched like Indian soap operas or anything like, um, it was very overproduced. Everything, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the rain and hiding behind the pillar, the whole, you know, like everything is incredibly overdramatic and overproduced, but it's all a fantasy world. And so seeing people, especially like yourself, who are rooting content in reality and authenticity and not being perfect and not being overproduced, I think that's probably also taking pressure off of other Indian kids to, look at it and be like, oh, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be imperfect. It's okay yeah. to be uncomfortable in conversations. And more importantly, it's okay to talk about these things. Sure. I think that to me is like 
overwhelming to, to experience the way India is moving on YouTube now, because for me, even as uh, growing up in America, those things are super uncomfortable to talk about, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's a universal discomfort uh, across all kids and all teenagers and all young people with yeah. their parents, but- Those are good YouTube videos all over the world. Right, all like over the world. that format works. Right, <laughs> yeah. but in India specifically, I think it takes it even a step further just because the mainstream media is yeah. not gonna cover those things. Like you mentioned, like if a celebrity ever talked about their sex life in 1995, it would be like national news and be like very uncomfortable, right? So yeah. I, think, um, I think that's really cool. I think also like, I don't know, I noticed this from personal experience, just clothing has always been such a big thing, right? Yeah. Because if you wear what you want, if you're wearing th something short or revealing, uh, you get judged really hard. And I've tried to make a lot of videos that are like satires basically, sort of like addressing that thinking. I wouldn't be able to wear clothes like this when I was younger. They would always say, oh no, like, you know, cover your mm. shoulders if you're going in like public transport or whatever, but I would fight back, you know, mm. I would be like, no, why? Like I've been stared at even when I've worn like full clothing, why should I conform? And I try to instill that kind of thinking in my viewers as well. And I feel like, like I've traveled the entire world alone and done it with my own money, you mm -hmm. know? And I want to inspire my viewers, especially the girls who follow me to not let any of this stuff stop them. And I feel like stuff like that, me and my fellow uh, content creators, we've sort of like tried to challenge that thinking by wearing what we want. And now I see so many girls who are younger, who, who are rocking like crop tops in yeah. uh, in the streets, whatever, you know? And I know that's not a big deal to a lot of people, but for me, um, it is a big deal because it stops me from picking out something that I would like to wear just because I'm gonna get stared at or judged or, you know, be told that, hey, you can't because this will happen to you, you know, like victim mentality. And I don't, that's really important to me. And mm -hmm. I've seen that massive change, which, I don't think would be perpetrated by the mainstream media really. Either sure. you're like sexualized mm -hmm. or yeah. don't wear this at all. Yeah. And that's primarily in the cities though still, right? Like yeah. uh, to get outside of the main cities, I think still probably will take a lot, but- It will, it will take a while. It will take a lot. Start, yeah, but it's a great start. And yeah. I, uh, but what's interesting to me is that when I've traveled even to, to more remote areas in India, people still have cell phones. And those cell phones still have YouTube. Dude, they make great videos. Yeah. So talk to us about kind of the diversity of your business now. So one thing that's interesting about you as well is that you've also released music. Mm -hmm. So you have the YouTube channel, which you monetize through advertising. Uh, and now you have music as well. Are there other pieces of the business? And then talk to us about moving into music. Well, uh, so for me, there's a bunch of different categories. Like you said, there's my fashion and then there's music. I have two additional songs out. In India, streaming isn't really like a huge source of revenue, really similar to like YouTube AdSense. Mm. It's not really that big, but I think what brings in more value is adding to your brand that, hey, I can do oh, this yeah. and I'm really good at that. And that can help you get more deals maybe for your next music video or just in general, you know? And music is my passion. I've grown up loving singing and performing and just expressing myself through the visual art is also very interesting. So I'm working on an EP right now, just, wow. um, and it's actually English songs. So I'm excited because I've grown up like singing. You're singing in English. Oh, interesting. I, I have like, I feel like that can be really interesting for my audience because mm. I don't see really anybody doing that in India. So it may be new for my audience. We'll see how it goes. We have like loads of people. 
so it may just be like really interesting and i also don't want to limit myself to just one place right like i feel like being creators we have the flexibility to work with people in different countries like i'm here with you right now so um why not so i don't want to limit myself to one place so that's why i'm foraying into that i'm also into acting i've done a show which is on netflix it's called engineering girls and that was my first acting gig really fun and i'm so glad i got picked up by netflix and that's awesome so um even producing like my own web series down the line is something i'm interested in because uh, i love telling stories so these are like different things that i like yeah. to do i also released a clothing line a couple of years ago with cool. a brand so that was an interesting experience um i'm always working on like different places where i can put my energy and see what aligns best with my brand so this is the plan as of now what do you think over the next you know one year or five years like where do you want to put that focus is it primarily in in acting in music or all the above that's a tough question i think 5 years is a really long time uh in like the creator sort yeah. of light year system like i said earlier i'm in that space right now and i'm sort of like you know owning how i'm growing up like i've grown up on the internet so i'm not the same person i used to be when i was younger um and i think for me the next year would be to sort of just own that evolution whether it's through music or my other videos but i would like to focus on the ep that i'm working on for sure we'll oh. see where life takes me you know Mm -hmm. always open to new possibilities. What about your immediate YouTube videos that you're making? Like what are your upcoming videos about and where is your channel going? I always keep it sort of separated into different buckets that I want to focus on. Um say about like 50 to 60% would be like vlogs, lifestyle and fashion. Uh I leave a little bit of space for sort of experimental videos connecting with my viewers, maybe um something about a social topic. and i'd also leave space for something that's related to music whether it's a cover or something along those lines so it's always like separated into different buckets that i like to focus on every month and i work on that calendar just to like make sure everything's fit in perfectly question for you on that note around like content like over 10% of the the viewership of all of youtube comes from from india um why do you think youtube is so popular in india and what type of content do you feel like works for the indian audience the same reason it's popular here people love to just look at things quickly whenever they have free time my dad is constantly watching youtube videos you just want something that is engaging something you relate with and if you can find that right outlet i think you'd watch whatever it is it doesn't have to be a movie it doesn't have to be a show it can be it can be an instagram reel so i think that's that's the reason it's popular because people are able to relate with the people they're watching I think because there's so much scope of like building your audience out because of the sheer number of us um any type of content can work and you can build a niche and get really good numbers in whatever field you choose. Mm. I genuinely believe that. Do you think about when you're uh vlogging like uh, do you think about you mentioned you're going to be singing in English like the advantages or disadvantages of creating content in Hindi or English? Yeah for sure um a lot of people always say that um speaking in hindi is much better if you want to grow in india or even regional languages because that's really picking up we have so many languages and each region has their own specific language so if you are a creator who talks in that language there's a good chance that you would grow but i think for every creator you should do what comes to you authentically i do speak in hindi and english mixed up and that's how i talk at home as well So I think that's what people mm -hmm. see and it looks natural and I think that's why it works. I've done two songs before which are in Hindi but I feel like doing the next three songs which are in English and I think that's a good enough reason. 
Yeah, I think it's like, it's all global now, right? And I think the reality is that English is probably the most globally received language, but the authenticity to the Indian audience. And one thing that's interesting is I think, as we've seen here in traditional media, you know, as I've been growing up here, there weren't many Indians in media. Today, there's a lot more, right? So many, it's there's great. There's a lot more. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It's really cool. And some Indians, what's interesting is they really lean in. And sometimes like Hassan Minaj, when he had his show on Netflix, he would swap between English and Hindi, but there would be no subtitles in Hindi for English viewers. And the reason was to make the Indian audience much more connected. connected. And so I think that's a really interesting path now um, where I remember like growing up with, if I was with my friends and my mom was there, if she wanted to say something just to me, she would say it in Hindi so that, you know, they couldn't understand. And it still <laughs> happens today, yeah. right? And even in my household, it's like a, a switch between those two yeah. languages. But I think that is interesting about the Indian audience. If there's like a conscious effort to be more global or to be more made for India. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm really happy to explore a more global career as well. And um, while I'm here and my time here, I'm looking at potentially if I can move here, if I can Mm -hmm. pursue a more global career, because I don't want to be bound to one place specifically. I think, um, Indian creators, we have so much talent to share with the entire world, right? Why just limit it to one place? Mm. I see Priyanka Chopra as sort of my inspiration. Well, she's in films, right? But I see her sort of like foray into like global entertainment Mm. as a super inspiring move. It's very gutsy. Yeah. But why not, right? How do you think like US creators can reach Indian audiences? Like uh, what do you think connects from a US creator to... Indian audiences. Collaborations are huge. Uh, Amanda Cerny, she collabed with this creator called Bhuvan Bam. Mm-hmm. He's really, have you heard of him? Yeah, I've, I've seen that collab. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's really big in India. And she, I think she came to YouTube Fan Fest possibly because of that collab. And because of that, she gained a huge audience mm-hmm. in India. And she performed this like full on like Bollywood performance. I was like, what? You should be an actress, dude. Um, So that was great, you know? I think that collaboration was so fun to see for everybody. I've always been interested to think like, is there a way that I could create content that would connect, you know, more? You can, since you're from there, like you totally can. Maybe start talking, get your family on the podcast. I have an interesting idea for a shorts channel that I just came up with, but it's an idea I've had for a long time. So growing up here in, in America, like I think it was very hard to assimilate and like understand was I Indian or was I American, especially as a young kid and wanting to be accepted here as an American. But when I come home, my household, we're speaking Hindi, we're eating, you know, chapatis, we're like, everything's Indian in my house and everything's American when I go to school. Although my brother can speak and write Hindi fluently, I can understand Hindi fluently, but I can't speak Hindi. Uh, oh, oh! it's really interesting. But my parents speak to me in Hindi and I respond in English. I mean, even my grandfather, he speaks to me in, in Hindi. And if I'm in India over time, I can speak Hindi better. But my idea is to essentially show my journey to learn Hindi from my dad on YouTube. That's really cool. I'll teach you Hindi, dude. Right. And I think even <laughs> from a collaboration perspective, like you could, you could help me as well. Like, right. You could send me something to say. I can, you know, Who, work on saying it. I can, I can test you. I can teach you all the bad words. Right now, you could speak to me in Hindi for the rest of the day and I'll understand everything. I'll have no problem with that. But it's very hard for me to speak back. I don't know why. I'll test you. Samaj aagya? Anji. 
ठीक है अब इसके बाद हम खाना खाने जाएंगे experience would be myself introducing Colin to Indian food. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a good idea. You should do that. In short. I'm in. Yeah. So Are basically you... it just starts me saying here's, you know, aloo paranti and then Colin tries it, he reacts, it's over. Are you into Indian food? Yeah, I do really like Indian food. He's had it at my house. Like sometimes when we have events at our house, my dad will have, you know, a tandoor outside and there will be like different uh you know different types of food we always have golgappa out like there's there's always everything out so he's probably tried most of it and what's your hope for youtube in india over the next 10 years like how do you how do you want to see that develop being at the forefront of it and being one of the leaders in the space like what do you want to see out of youtube in india school opportunities for sure for people to not see a second grade to mm. the film industry would be nice um cuz that does tend to happen and um yeah i hope that doesn't happen because we're also like working really hard and most of us are self made so i'm hoping that people sort of see us level to level i was going to ask about that merging in india of traditional and digital media does bollywood interact with digital media at all and how does that work like is is there a bridge between being a youtuber and and being a part of the broader entertainment industry in india there is um a lot of creators do collaborations with bollywood celebrities all the time whenever a new movie comes out they're always looking to collaborate with Got creators it. so it's really fun mm-hmm. because people get to meet like yeah. people they've looked up to or watched movies of since forever so it's super exciting yeah so and they do, do any bollywood actors have good youtube channels like who who has a good youtube channel oh well um i don't know if you've heard of uh, these actresses alia bhat she has mm-hmm. a youtube channel as another one called jacqueline fernandez she also has mm-hmm. a youtube mm-hmm. channel in fact i ran into her somewhere in india in bombay and it was really nice because she recognized me from my channel and wow. we had a mm-hmm. nice chat about how being on youtube is so interesting yeah. and it was cool because she was so down to earth about like how is going with her channel and cool. how like sh- what to make for the next video discussing concepts and stuff like that it was really interesting i love that about youtube about how it really feels like it makes the world so much smaller yeah. like obviously even our ability to connect with you when you're in town here like i feel like it's this universal invitation in a way <laughs> to so many different parts of the world like there's a lot of people that watch us in india but when we scroll down the list it's like you know there's tons of views from countries all over the world and it's like fascinating to think that if we were to go to a country where you would assume you know no one YouTube gives you this ability to actually know people and be a part of a community. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean for me I think it was one of the most memorable moments of of our career to be sitting at a restaurant in Mumbai and have someone come up and be like, "Hey, I I watch your channel." Oh my god. A very shocking so cool. experience, right? Yeah, that's like cool. I'm I'm all the way around the world and someone here watches. That's so insane. that was that was really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming by. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for thank reaching out to us. Yeah. Of course. Thanks for watching our channel. Of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, I I'm always watching your videos for like ideas and just like business insights, you cool. know. I feel like we need more of that. How cool is Sejal? Cooler I, than us. Get cooler than yeah, us. Cooler yeah. than <laughs> us, that's for sure. I was so impressed um talking to her and I I just thought like getting a global perspective was so cool. and i'd love to talk to more international creators totally. i think it's like finding out about 
YouTube and the creator economy in other countries is so fascinating. If anyone out there has a international creator that mm -hmm. they really like, that they think we should talk to, make sure to comment them below because I would love to go on like a world tour. Oh, that'd be so cool. Interviewing different yeah. creators, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, mm -hmm. whatever it is, but all yeah. over the world. Personally, I'd love to meet more Indian creators. I think learning about, you know, creators and creatives in India is something that just is, is so special uh, and, and so cool for me. Make sure to check out Storyblocks. The link is in our description, storyblocks.com slash Colin and Samir. Thanks so much for supporting this episode. Also, let us know if you have any other international creators we should connect with. I didn't get to roll the intro for this video. I just, That's true. So if you wanted to let me roll the outro, I'm saying I would, I would roll it. All right, roll it, man.